Yes, big man. What's going on, bro? You good? Good. Yeah, man. All blessed, man. How's life in lockdown? You know what? It's not too bad, you know. Yeah. I think um, you get more time to spend with the kids, you know. So I yeah. can't really complain. Yeah, oh, getting right. a lot more time. Stuff, so. No, good. good. Yeah, I can't. Appreciate taking the time anyway. Like, you're one club man, which is quite rare in this kind of modern day. So kind of want to get your perspective on your time at Villa. Kind of like yeah. the high goals and just kind of a bit of insight kind of into a day-to-day -day life of a professional footballer. Really. That's yeah, right. no problem. Yeah. Um, so firstly, like Birmingham born, bred, like never left, um, as a Londoner, like I've never been there. So kind of, <laughs> what was it like, um, growing up there and kind of like your earliest memories? Yeah, it was all right. You know, like I lived with, um, my two brothers and two sisters. So, um, where I was brought up was like five, 10 minutes away from, um, Villa, Villa Park. Okay. So, um. Yeah, so I was close to the stadium, you know, where I was brought up and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was fine. You know, I can't complain. You know, um, at that time of growing up, living with my two brothers and two sisters, it was just normal, you know. You know, the, the normal struggles. You know what I mean? The normal struggles of, like, most families, um, especially yeah. in them days of, like, for me and my, my two brothers especially, um, just one man Wembley in the garden, you know, just yeah. breaking fences, jumping over yeah. the fence to get the ball. Ruining the neighbours' plants, you know. <laughs> so really, it was just constantly football from um, early age. And um, kind of like, Jules grew up a Villa fan then, growing up from the stadium. I imagine you would. Because yeah. we're so close to the stadium, you know. It was always um, Aston Villa. But, but you know what? I say this um, to quite a few people. I also followed Arsenal. I had two teams. Okay. So basically, Villa. Villa was my team because they were a local team, you know, I supported them. But yeah, yeah. because Arsenal was so good when I was growing up, it was like, you know, I'm, I want to I wanna watch Arsenal on match of the day. I want to watch, you know what I mean? Watch yeah. like Henry, that, that era of Henry, Lundberg, Perez, Bergkamp. Like, yeah. I was obsessed with them. No, 100%. I'm right. a Spurs And listen, I've got to say, that Arsenal yeah. team was, was a legendary team. I can't even lie. Um, did, you, did you look up to anyone in that Arsenal team or kind of build your game yeah. around it? Kind of growing Just, up? Obsessed with Thierry Henry. You know, yeah. I can't put my game around him because, like, no one could build the game around Thierry Henry, you know. But just the way he used to always play on the left-hand side of the pitch, you know, I tried to, like, um, do that in my game. I've, um, always, I've um, always preferred to be on the left. I remember um, some managers might miss playing the right wing and I'd be like, please, just let me play on the left. You know, just yeah. getting in and, like, try that bending. Yeah, so... um. Henri and um, Perez. I was obsessed with Henri and Perez. All during my like childhood and watching them was like, and even to play against to play against Henri and Perez, yeah. and play with Perez was like a dream come true, you know. Yeah, he moved to Villa in his late years, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was amazing. No, nah, that was sounds good. Um, what was kind of like your entry point then, like growing up, getting into football? You know what? My, my dad just said that like, just from the age of like. Walking age, me, me and my two brothers. Cause there's only a year, two years between all three of us. Me and my two brothers. So imagine a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and a five-year-old in a back garden, or a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old. You know, like just constantly football, obsessed with football, breaking yeah. fences. You know, morning till night in the six-week holidays playing football. You know, there was nothing we were allowed to do apart from 
play football or do your education. You know, we couldn't watch yeah. TV unless it was. So we could only watch like Channel Four football, Italian football on a Sunday. Yeah, and oh, match of the day. Yeah, we couldn't watch any films. We couldn't play PlayStation. My okay. dad would take the PlayStation. My brother used to buy and then um, throw it away. He was so strict in like, you're going to be a footballer or you're going to be like a doctor or a scientist. You know, like you're going to get a good career in education. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, because he loved ball so much, you know, he said he played um, a lot when he was a kid as well. He just wanted one of his, his sons to make it, you know, and I think the sacrifices that he made um, literally made me make it. It was down to him, really. No, yeah, that's... So from like, from, like, walking age, just sprinting football, you know, it was, like, one or the other. How important is that, like, having someone like that pushing you from a young age, like, keeping you grounded and disciplined as well? Massive, like, I'm like that with my kids now. Like, my 11-year-old, he has to do a three-kilometre run every morning at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Every, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've just... In that, in, in like, at first he didn't want to do it, but then he's got into it of like, I'm trying to benefit him and get yeah. his mind, mind on like, what you do now is what's going to make you when you're older. Don't wait till you finish school and think, what am I going to do? That's what my dad done with me and my um, brothers and sisters was, what you do now, childhood isn't for like enjoyment. Yeah. Childhood is to make yourself better and make yourself get a good job or a good career. So when you're older, you can enjoy does that make sense? Yeah, no. So, like, it. some people enjoy it and then work to work, work to work hard when they're older. But he had that mindset into us. And I think it was um, just a typical Nigerian mindset, if I'm honest. I mean, I know a lot of Nigerian players and um, they say the same, you know, that that was so strict with, like, punishments were strict. I mean, some of the beatings I got, like, my dad would be in bloody prison for the next 50 years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I love him for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I needed it. I needed that discipline of, like, if you're going to mess about at school, well, yeah. when you get, you know what's coming, so you wouldn't mess about at school. No, I make and, and And it's like, it keeps you grounded. And it's one of them ones as well. Like, growing up as well, like, what age did you start playing for Villa? So I went um, at 12, 13, I signed to Villa. So yeah. at 12, 13, it's kind of like going onwards, even like at school years, you can kind of get lost in and distracted from football and things like that. So do you right, think so, it kind of helped keep you grounded there then? A thousand percent. So easy for like, you know, everyone was leaving school and going into town and, you know, going to hang about at the chip shop or at the, the, the local corner shop and yeah, play football and hang around outside my house. Literally, yeah. like, this wall shaped like the size of a goal. But we weren't allowed. It was like, go in the garden. You're not going to hang around around the shop. You've got to be back from school within like half an hour of you finished, you know, just strict and kind of bang on it. You knew what you could not do. You know what I mean? You, you knew that like, if your behavior was bad in school, when you get home, you're getting it. So like yeah. the fear of the beating would make you not misbehave. No, do you know what I mean? And no, even with like, it was like, you're going to be a footballer or you're going to be good at education. You choose, simple as that. Okay. Do you know what I mean? No, I hear you, I hear you. Um, and then, kind of, how did you get signed by Villa? So, at the time, um, I, was, I, was, I was banging in a lot of goals for um, my Sunday league team. It was called um, Great Ball Falcons. Okay. So, like, back in them days, I don't know what it's like now, but if you were, like, 10, 11, 12 and rapid, you know what I mean? You're scoring three, four, five goals a game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're that much quicker than um, any defender. 
So that's what I was doing. I was quite raw, but just I was so quick. I was running through one-on-one like, times a, day, a game and scoring. Yeah. You know? um, I actually didn't get scouted from there. I got scouted from um, my local district. So basically the best okay. players from school in that area played yeah. for a district team. Okay. And they played every Saturday morning. So I was there for like the first two games and then um, Villa scouted me from there. But at that time, when Villa scouted me, Wolves scouted me as well. Oh, okay. So, um, Did you almost end up there time. Did you almost No, end up? because it was just further. You know, like, it was further away. I was a Villa fan. Yeah. Villa were a much bigger club. You know, like, for me, it was like, yeah, hopefully Villa like, take me. They again. Wolves weren't as big as, as they are now at that time. Uh, but then... um. I played the first game for Villa in a trial game for like I think it was the under thirteens. Yeah. And it was against Drew uh, Alexander and I scored a hat trick. So like, you know, just straight away the Academy director was like, We wanna sign you straight away and I was like, Yeah, yeah. Was so straight into the Academy at like thirteen. And and was that pace like something you was just like had from young or was it like something your dad drilled into you in the back that, garden? That's just like a like boom of it. My dad's, at sports days at primary school, I'd run and then, like, I'd stop, turn around to see where everyone else is and then, like, run again. I like, said that, like, speed was just, like, mad, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was just something I was just brought up with. So, like, once I started playing for a proper team, you know, yeah. like, everyone was just, oh, like, this skinny sprinter just, like, running past every defender. And I think that carried on throughout the team as well. Okay, and then yeah, so I was gonna say yeah, in Villa did that was it the same then where you was just leaving everyone and just scoring goals? Yeah, I broke um I broke Darius Vassell's record in the um in the youth team, so like it was just the same and like because you're at Villa, you're playing with better players than you would have at Sunday league, so you're getting better service. Yeah, and I was playing with a guy called Trey Gardner, and oh. like he literally he literally get the ball. He was so good at like he's, he's like through balls, get the ball. Dink it over the top, little lofted through ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like straight in goal, straight away in goal, and like just breaking them the, the records for like U team goals. And it was just not that it was easy, but my pace just like boosted. You know, like, it was like because like defenders, so you're just going to start scoring goals, aren't you? At that level. Yeah. I think even games with my son, like you see the other team with a rapid player. It's game over. It's different. You know what I mean? Like, games of like 10 11, it's 9v9. Like, the, the, if you've got a quick player against you, it's like the team's won, basically. Yeah. And um, kind of when you, when you moved on from, not moved on from Villa, but after the youth team, you kind of went on loan. And that was kind of like your first experience of like men's football. What was that like? You know what? I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. The first time leaving Birmingham as well, wasn't it? Like, 18, nearly 19-year-old who's, like, lived, do you know what I mean? Lived at home, moved into his own house at 18. That, yeah. like, I moved into my 18. Um, and then you're getting told you're going to, like, do you know what I mean? I think it was Watford first. And I was, like, staying at the Ramada Jarvis Hotel in Watford. I was staying. Okay. And, like, I was just, like, I don't know you're around, like, the first-team players. Do you know what I mean? That's some big character. Yeah. Being... Trevor Benjamin. I mean, Ashley Young was there as well. Okay. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I think, like, 
getting used to the stadium with like 10, 15,000 people in. I couldn't get yeah, used yeah. to it. You know, I really struggled on my loans. And like, I remember like after Watford, I come back, I went on loan to Sheffield Wednesday and um, I stayed with an amazing family in the sort of digs. But I just hated football. I, was, I don't know. I just like, I couldn't <laughs> make the steps a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? In football, you know, you're getting bullied. <laughs> Yeah, I ended up in the reserves at Sheffield Wednesday. So, you know, like, that's embarrassing, really. You're going on loan and you're, you're meant to go and get some minutes and you end up in the reserves. So, I just remember, like, the um, reserve team manager hammering me. Do you know what I mean? He's probably thinking, yeah. this big time of Villa is, like, <laughs> he's, like, in the reserves now. But, like, after I left there, I was just like, wow, I hate football. Like, I didn't want to play anymore. Okay. So, then, how do you go from, like, on loan to Sheffield Reserves to getting a goal on your debut against Charlton, was it? Even no, nah, it was my debut against um, Everton. Oh, okay, yeah, but, Everton. yeah. Goal them um, Charlton, but the the funny thing about that that people don't know is that it was not out of choice for the manager. So basically, okay. I've gone into the reserves at Villa, and um, there was an injury crisis at Villa, so like I think there was only Luke Moore available, and you played four four two back then, didn't you? So I think yeah, Angel or someone else was like injured and ill. So basically, O'Leary's come down to the reserves, basically to the reserve team manager, and probably said to him like, "What's the best you've got?" Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because do you know what I mean? Like, what's the best yeah, you've no. got available? So I remember training for like three days with the first team, and then um, he told me I was starting. So like the day before, I was like, "Whoa, I'm starting!" Do you know what I mean? I've gone on loan, not done nothing, not scored. Mm -hmm. in two loans and yeah. then um, bang I'm, on, I'm in and what's funny is that the game we got battered but that was a good yeah. Everton team back you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. and like we're getting like top four. yeah they were they were a good team mate and um, we're getting battered I just remember like Lee Hendry putting me through with a little through ball I just tried to shoot across goal you know I think it was my first shot of the game just to get anything on it and I still think so today when I look back at the goal Richard Wright has done me a favour because, you know what I mean? If you look back, saved it and like, obviously it went in. Yeah, but that's what I say. If I never scored in that game, the other strikers would have come back in. I would have been back in the reserves. Yeah. But when you're a nine-year-old and you scored on your debut, you can't be ignored. You know, the yeah. press, the, the, the man. The team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, I hear you 100%. And then, like, David O'Leary, what was your relationship like with him? Did you have one? Because it wasn't long after he left. I don't think anyone had one with him, you know. Like he was, um, he was mad. He was like, he he just didn't like. I don't know. He'd walk back down the corridor and he'd like look up at the air while you're walking past him. Yeah. You know, one of their managers like just like, take no notice. I, like yeah, just, I'm not talking to any player. I'll see you on the training yeah. pitch. A lot of players didn't like him, and even players that I spoke to that played with him at Leeds say the same. Like he had that like arrogant approach, you know. Yeah. So, we didn't have a relationship with him, not one bit. So then, no. Martin O'Neill coming in in the summer then must have been like a breath of fresh air because you two seemed like you got along really well. And did you kind of see a clearer path to the first team when he came in? You know what? He, he um, I think when he come in, he probably thought to himself, where, let me see where the young players are at. You know, like other managers are like more like one experience. He was the first one to like, want young players, young, fresh players. So he's probably seen me um, pre-season this quick 
young raw talent. Yeah. Then we just get on him and I mean start playing him. He started playing me right wing, which I hated. You know, like a winger. Do you know what I mean? But we could yeah, go yeah. quick. And Angel was still there. Yeah, he was just like you're playing right wing. But I loved him straight away. He's like just man management. You know, you know, like. He had that father figure about him as well. And, like, from the day one, I just loved working under him. Yeah. And, like, did you feel like he was the one that got the best out of you? Kind of, like, out of all your managers? Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you see, you see, what was good about him was that, like, I probably could have got away with more with him. You know, like, when someone's like your father, you're like your dad. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you, you get away with more. You know what I mean? Like, if you have, a, you have three bad games, he's not dropping you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where all the money don't score in two, you're out. Well, no, if I 10 games, I'm playing the next game. You know when he's got that, like, like trust in you and he's not just going to drop you when um, the going gets tough, he'll stick with you through tough time because he knows what you can do and, like, um, you'll come good. So that was the main thing for him was, like, his man management. And and you just said there, like, the trust he had because when you came in, like, that when he came in that season, I think start of the year you had Barrett who just came in from Liverpool Kevin Phillips, Darius Vassell, who, as you said, has got youth records, and Luke Moore from the academy. Like, so you're competing for spots already, but then for him yeah. to get that trust is kind of big. Yeah, and I think he, he when he first came in, he had um, and his his formation was four three three, so it sort of suited me. As like there weren't many right wingers there at the time, and left wingers, so it was like Luke on the left, Angel, me on the right. So the formation suited me. You know, he just wanted speed in his team. Yeah, I think. Um, did you feel like at that time? Yeah, did you feel like playing out wide like helped your game though? Like, because nowadays you see a lot of that kind of like when young forwards break through, rather than throwing them straight up front, they tend to stick them out wide for a little bit to just kind of get the traits of their game. You've seen that with like Rashford and Greenwood. Hundred percent. I think it was more as well about because I was so young, fit, energetic, hungry. He knew he could play me on the right because he knew I'd follow Ashley Cole for ninety-five yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? He knew that, like, I had the energy to sprint up and down and rather than play someone who might be a bit older who can't yeah. um, have the left down. So, um, yeah, he was. He, he just wanted to, like, have a young team with a little bit of experience as well. And playing wing definitely helped my game because at times I'll play right wing, then left wing, then centre forward, you know. It was helping me play different positions. Yeah. And I think in that January... I think John Carew joined, didn't he? And what was yeah. your relationship like with him? Because you two seemed like on the pitch, you like had a link up, but like on the pitch, off the pitch, what was that relationship like? Yeah, John was good. Like, like when John came, it was more. I was in awe of him. You know, this is the guy that's banging in goals at like Valencia. You know, like he's just the player that I've probably been watching for the last three, four years, you know, in Champions League games. And when he came, he suited my play because. He helped me to come into the centre. Martin went to a four-four-two. Yeah, it was basically big, big man, small man. You know what I mean? I, I was a lot smaller then, more skinny. He was the big bully, bully two defenders, flick the ball on for me to run through yeah. my speed. You know, and um, yeah, he suited me a lot. And even on the off the field, you know, we'd um, we'd get a few parties. Um, you know, John was a party boy as well, like I was. So I think we had that relationship with him. <laughs> On the on the field and off it. Nah, that's good. That's good to hear. Because I was because I was gonna ask that as well. It's like when when youngsters break through into like a first team where you've got like senior experience, bro. 
do they kind of give you a hard time where you've kind of got earned their respect or is it a thing where oh. like you because you come from, that's that's like an era where the youth players are still kind of cleaning boots and things like that so just speak hey, on that i remember my first um my first season it was like maybe my first few months i remember you remember gavin mccann the midfielder yeah center mid yeah i remember him saying to me oh, you're just having a lucky season man you're just having a lucky season yeah. You know, like properly, like you know, like that old school, like no right to bring me. You know what I mean? Just like no need for it either. Like just like it was just like you having a good, you having a lucky season, man. Like I was just like, whoa, that's how like some of the senior pros are like. But that yeah. was the generation that we were used to. You know, when you go in the first team, you're like you're on the back, you're on the like front of the coach, not even looking back at the back of the coach. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In them. Nowadays, the young players will come to the back of the coach and sit at the, the prime location. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. You know what I mean? It's, it's all changed. And I think football's changed as well, you know. Like, there's no more cleaning boots. Like, we had to clean boots, polish the boots with shoe polish, change the LucasAid bottles. Do you know what I mean? Wash them, do the balls. Before we started our training, we'd done like an hour yeah. of slavery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that was what you were used to. It's basically you come into work and then, like, once you've done your work, you can play football then. But that yeah. was what we were used to. And, you know, it was just normal back then. You almost got earned the right to play, innit? Yeah, 100%. And, like, I don't know, you just, you're just in awe of the first team players. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see them leaving at, like, 12.30 and you're like, oh, I wish that was me leaving at, like, half 12. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're starting to clock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like... Yeah, back then it was just different times to now. It's a lot different. No, definitely. And like, um, off the back of that season's performances, though, because you did quite well, I think you hit double figures that year. But the very next year, I think they gave you a new four-year contract. Yeah. And that must have been massive for you coming off. Like, you had a two-year deal before that. But what did that kind of like first paycheck feel like and that big bump in wages almost? Like, the first time that money dropped in your account, what was the what was your headspace like? You know what, like, at that age, it was more, because I'd been earning, like, half-decent money, like, you know what I mean, from my, my first season, you know what oh. I mean, because I, I moved out at the age of 18 with okay. my first pro contract. Because my dad was that strict, I was out, mate. Any chance yeah. to put down in the house, I was gone. You know, it was just some freedom. Yeah. But um, once that, like, new contract come that year, it was more, I remember Martin O'Neill saying to me and my agent, you're not going to get the massive money straight away. You've had a great year, but you've got, you're not going to get it. You've got, you can have a new year, new new deal every year, but mm -hmm. you're going to get the bit by bit. We're not going to give you it straight away. But with that contract, I just went and bought a new house. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I was in a house already. I'll just use my sign-on fee to put it down as a deposit on a house. And I was into like a bigger house in a better area. Oh, that's wicked. And um, what would you say like it, from your career, would be like your best investment that you've made just speaking on the house there or like and then on the flip side kind of what your worst investment you think um i think like the, the best investments have just been houses you know um i'd always always had the advice as a kid um when the first term pro just to buy houses like just keep buying houses whenever you can afford get another house get another house because houses only go up in price and then um, yeah. That'll be what um, my best investment was. And the worst, 
Um, you know what? I think like being a party boy. I think um, okay. The amount of holidays to Vegas, Miami, um, trips to London, out in Birmingham. The amount of money I've wasted. On, you know what I mean? On partying would be like you'd be terrifying if you if you knew how much. But cars as well, wasting money on cars. But it's part of being a footballer. Sometimes you know you're young, you're not used to the money. You want yeah. to enjoy yourself. And I always had a good relationship with my agent, who was um, an ex-accountant. So he, from day one at 17, he was in charge of everything. So he would always tell me what I'm okay to spend and what you're yeah, saving. Yeah. Does that mean? Give so you there's a always, yeah. yeah, there's always that I couldn't touch. If that was 80%, I can't touch. And 20%, go and enjoy yourself. If that's going to get a Lamborghini, a Bentley, if that's going to like Harvey Nichols, selfies and buying whatever clothes you want, or... Um, holidays in crazy holidays in Vegas because you've earned it, you've worked hard during the season, no. you know, as long as you the right amount, go and enjoy yourself. So, you just said there as well, and like you bought cars, what was the most expensive car you bought at that time? Um, I bought uh, <laughs> at that time or all through my career, all throughout your career, actually. What was probably the most expensive one? Go on. So, I think it was 2013, I got a Lamborghini Aventador. Okay. But, nice. You still got that? Nah, nah, nah. But when I got it, I actually, like, put another car in as a deposit. And then I was paying, oh. like, thousands of pounds a month. But you're losing the money every month. Does that yeah. make sense? Because yeah. the car, like, depreciates so much. You're losing, like, two and a half, three thousand pounds a month that you're paying for the car. You're losing it. But... Yeah. When you're earning this money, you know, you, you just think to yourself, you know, oh, I want that car. I love cars. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. after after six months, I was like, you can't drive it. The weather. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. raining. You're going to like, like wait it off. So is up on you. Got rid of, yeah, so I got rid of that. And then I just stuck to like um, Range Rovers after that, really. Because um, the sports cars, I don't think England's the country for sports cars. A bit dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. The roads are way too tight as well. But you just said yeah, that the you had an agent who was an ex-accountant kind of helping you with your finances. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, last conversation we had with Andre Gray, he was saying kind of like he'd only really manage his finances once he got to the Premier League. Like, is that something um, footballers generally struggle with, like ha handling their finances and handling big money like that at a young age? And how many like, live in check to check almost? Yeah, 100%. A lot of, a lot of footballers will, but that's why more footballers need the sort of agent I've got because they need someone to help them. I think sometimes you're like, you might have your parents, but then you know what it's like when you're 18, you're like, um, dad, stop telling me what to do with my money. Do you know what I mean? Okay. You, you're a big man, aren't you? You think you are anyway. Of like, you know what? You're not telling me what to do with my money. So that was me. It was more like, but then because I had that great agent who was not just an agent that would turn up at Man United away. He was like yeah. an agent, which every month he'd come and visit me and go through what I need to pay for bills, what I need to save, what I'm allowed to spend. You know what I mean? And that, that's a big thing, I think, is like having someone like that. I mean, players are financial advisors, but sometimes they're in it for themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If they can invest your money and make a 10% profit themselves, 100%. they're going to do that. They're not going to yeah. have your best interest. But it's, it's a big thing, though, because easily, you know... <laughs> You know what it's like if you're 18, 19 and you're getting this big money in your bank, you're going to want to go to um, the club and pop bottles. Do you know what I mean? You want to go and have like champagne yeah. shows. You want like free cars on the drive. 
you want to have the best clothes, you want to have the best jewellery. And if you haven't got that person to help you, then you're in trouble and you never know when the next contract's going to come. You might sign one at 19, but it might be your last one. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's a scary thing. No, that, no and, and I agree with that 100%. Like, managing your money, I think, is probably one of the most key things. And I think there's been countless stories kind of like where players have always struggled with it. But did you also have, like... um? Growing up, obviously, people grow up with their friends and things like that. Did you have people, like, depending on you that you needed to support? That were kind of like, you almost felt the pressure of that, in a sense. Yeah, I think, I think that definitely was pressure. Not, not from friends, you know, but, like, definitely from family. But it was a pressure that, like, you don't mind because, you know, you've all come through the struggle together. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got, like, two close brothers, two close sisters, stepmom, dad. You've come through through this struggle together. Do you know what I mean? Of like, yeah. you know what I mean, like living off, like, do you know what I mean? Just living by your means. You know what I mean? Like struggling through life. So mm. if I make it, everyone makes it. Do you know what I mean? You can't. You're not gonna like make it and then like not help your family out. Yeah. My agent said to me, he says that like you're the most generous out of any of my players I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, with family, it was just like, yeah, that you can have that, you can have that. Bought my dad a house um, when I was twenty. Do you okay. know, what I mean? like, really? yeah. Um, got him a Mercedes um, Jeep. Changed that every two years. Got my mom this Jeep. Got my paid for my sister's wedding. Bought my brother a flat. Bought my older brother a car. Do you know, like just like constantly helping him. But you don't mind because that's what family's about, isn't it? You know, when it makes it, everyone makes it. And it's kind of why you've built that career to that point. They've been kind of the people giving you the foundation to support that. So it's only right you kind of pay them back, I guess. Garden with me then. How do I know I would have had the, the, the time to develop? You know, my dad used to take me to, like, training. You know, he'd, he'd finish, like, a, a, like, eight or five shift, not make any money in the work that he did, and then have to drive me all the way to training. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm a father. I'm a dad myself. Yeah, I know yeah. that feeling training okay do you know what i mean sunday yeah. morning all time so for him to make them sacrifices for me and then the sacrifices he made for us as a kid like bringing us up on him on his own for a little bit before my stepmom come it's normal isn't it you're going to give him whatever he wants and that's Literally. what he's had um for the last 14 15 years he's had anything he wanted no nah, that's good man that's good to hear and one thing i've always wanted to ask as well is like a lot of times in the papers and media and things like that, you see reported like footballers are earning, I don't know, 300K or 150K, 75K, whatever it may be. But is it ever actually that number that they're reporting or is it something that's kind of more broken down incentive based, whether it be signing on fees, goal bonuses, appearance fees? How, how are kind of like Premier League contracts broken down? Well, I think, I think sometimes when people like put them out there, how do they know? Do you know what I mean? Like a play, only a player and his agent are gonna know the contract. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mail online. Yeah. They're just making up figures, but yeah, it is in sense. Like you, you do have like maybe eighty percent of your wage up front, ten percent as a sign-on fee. So you get it like um, every July. Then mm -hmm. you might have like a out of it is an appearance fee. Do you know what I mean? You don't get it all at once, but it depends who you are, doesn't it? I'm sure yeah. Lionel Messi gets up front. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it Bad. depends what position you are when you like negotiate, isn't it? But for me as a young player, 
it was like play 40 games, 40 starts. You can have um, negotiations for a new deal. So that was and always it, how Martin only looked at my deals. And Craig Gardner was the same. was like, you're not going to get a four-year deal on crazy money. You're going to get a three-year deal. But after a year, you'll be back in here. And that's what yeah, happened. Um, yeah. You know I mean, every game. And like, when you're 19, 20, what do you want to do? Yeah, you want to play football and enjoy it. But what do you want? You want more yeah. money? Normal, do you know what I mean? You want more money to help your family. You want more money to live more. So if you've got them things in your contract, I think a lot of clubs should, should still be doing that because if you give a 19, 20-year-old the massive money straight away, that's when their performances can drop. No, that's, that's, that's facts. That's facts. It's almost too much too soon, you could say. Yeah, 100%. But some clubs are in... They can't do nothing about it, can they? They've got some yeah. like mad... You know what I mean? Their yeah. agents like... On, like six different clubs they've got no choice have they to give them what they want yeah it's almost like you, you get stuck in a hostage situation but on the um, contract renewals um, Martin O'Neill almost seemed to renew yours almost every year did, did any other players ever get jealous of that and just think maybe you were kind of like the golden boy or whatever do you know what that, like, you did get a few like because especially when I did score for like five six games and then you're playing and you're playing you're playing you're playing yeah you're a striker, you're going to be thinking, like, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Like, how come he's playing every game? But yeah, some managers have their, like, teacher's pets, as you call it. I think me and Ashley Young were, like, his teacher's pets, sort of, like, you're playing no matter what. It don't matter if you score three own goals in a game, you're playing next game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think you would have had jealousy 100%. But when I signed contracts, it was more because I deserved them. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't, like, playing and not scoring or not assisting. Do you know what I mean? I was getting good numbers. Do you know what I mean? Improving. So, yeah. like, just justified. I think that was the thing as well. Yeah, it's season on season under Martin O'Neill. Your numbers just seem to go up and your performances just seem to get a little better. So, it was almost like a reward factor. Exactly, but, um, yeah. That um, next season, anyway, the 08-09, I think it was, you started off with a perfect hat-trick, I think, against Man City. Right foot, left foot header. Uh, player of the month, I think, came shortly after. And then, I think, November times, you got your first England call-up. And that was against Germany. What was that like? What was kind of like that going through head? Honestly, like, that was crazy. Like, at that time, like, that England game, I just remember being in the um, the meeting room. And, like, no one thought I was starting. I didn't think I was starting. I think it might have been um, Carlton Cole or Darren Bent. One of them two, they thought they were going to start the game. I think it might have been Carlton Cole. And then Capello read the team out, and it was like, I won the hall. I was like, me? Do you know what I mean? Like, all of the strikers, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm getting a chance to play against, like, the enemy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At them times, it was like, do you know what I mean? It was a it was frosty one. Yeah. You're away from home, in Germany, against Germany. Do you know what I mean? It's what dreams are made of, being brought up watching Euro 96 and, like, watching England, you know? So, like... I just remember playing the game and just like just trying to give my all, you know. It was one of them games where, yeah, you I was super nervous. You're getting to play for England, do you know what I mean? It's like a dream as a young kid to get yeah. one cap, you know what I mean? And especially against Germany where, you know, everyone back in England is going to be like dying for a win, you know. So I'm free, that yeah. game just, you know, and then I think we won it, didn't we? 2-1, was it? Yeah. I think we won the game. Yeah, that was mad and... I remember after the game, um, John Terry, he um, 
he asked me for my shirt. He says, um, pass your shirt here. And he went round and got it signed by the whole team. Oh, that's sick. And then, yeah, I'll give that straight to my dad when he's got that up in his house. So that was a proud moment for him as well. No, that's big. That's big. And um, how many caps did you end up getting? I think it was three caps in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, three caps, yeah. Did you, did you feel like you could have got more? Like, at yeah, the time, I, I feel like there was a kind of favouritism towards the top four. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know what? It was that, but I did pull out of a lot of squads. I was in 16 squads. Okay. And I got three caps. Do you know what I mean? I pulled out of a lot from... Um, I think maybe I might have put club first before country. Do you know okay. Lot of them games and like picking up knocks on the Saturday before you meet up, especially managers like Martin O'Neill. Do you know what I mean? They're like, No, 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 you're one of my star players. We need you for like after international break. You're not going away with like, like Hammy. So I pulled out of a lot of squads for like um, them reasons. But I don't know, I think there was a lot of favoritism. But England had some ridiculous players back then. Do you know what I mean? Even for like to get into 16 squads and three caps, like. That's, like, for me, super proud, if you remember the talent England. I mean, at the time, though, like, you could play kind of right wing and up front. And, I mean, you just said there, Carlton Cole, kind of Darren Bent, Heskey, Welbeck, Sean Wright Phillips, Downing. Like, those are kind of players I think you could have competed with at the time. And do you not think you kind of could have got a few nods ahead of them? And did you kind of regret maybe putting club over country a little bit? Um... Yeah, I probably could have um, definitely got more caps and played more games. But I think when you're in that time and you're, you're playing every game for Villa, you know, you're chasing top four with Villa. At that yeah. time, that was what important for me of like, you know what, we've got a chance of getting top four here. If I yeah. go away with England, I might be going away for 10 days. I might not even get on. And I'm going to be training when I can be back at Villa, getting treatment. Do you know what I mean? Getting yeah. massages, treatment. Days. I'm ready for the next game which might be the important game where we get back into the top four. So for me at that time, it was more, yeah, I love playing for England, but if I've, if I've got a, a knock, I'm going to pull out because, you know, and I think similar to some players now, if like they've got a chance of like Champions getting into League. something like that, you know, they're going to like not risk it, are they? No, but I hear that. England has some great players. Like, you're forgetting so many names like Wright Phillips, Downing, Young, Milner. Rooney, like Heskey, oh, Ole, Ben, there's, there's so many, Defoe, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Even to, like, get three caps and, like, three starts was, like, something I'll always be proud of, you know, in, in especially in that era. Well, I, I, looked, I, I imagine, game I was playing in, you've got, like, Beckham, come on, you've got, like, you're playing with Gerrard, Lampard, and, like, these superstars. And back then, it was, like, a divide. Now it's more like with England, I've yeah, heard this. Everyone's together. There's no one that's like the elite. Does that make sense? Everyone's sort yeah. of like the same. Back then, you had the elite stars of like Gerard, Lampard, Rooney, Beckham. Then you boys, had, you wouldn't even look at, at, in, yeah. at in, when you were at the table in the canteen, you wouldn't even look at them. Do you know what I mean? They were like superstars. Do you know what I mean? Beckham well, was sat uh, in the middle. Almost, yeah. You know what I mean? Beckham just sat in the middle on his diary, didn't like, you wouldn't even say hello to him, you were that shook. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were like elite yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That era and still get free caps, like, something I'll always be proud of. Now, listen, anytime you play for your country, I think it's a big honour and probably any footballer's kind of highest achievement. 
But I think one of the questions I've hammered with all day, I think, is did you ever consider playing for Nigeria? Yeah, 100%. But yeah. whenever you ask me this, like anywhere I'll go, you know, um, if I see a Nigerian <laughs> person, they didn't even approach me. I'm trying to no? explain to people, like, no, I didn't have a choice. It was like England were the only team that approached me. Scotland okay. not, didn't approach me. So it's not like I turned them down. I didn't get asked. Do you know what I mean? Oh, if I got asked, it would have been a choice then because obviously my dad and like, it would have been, well, I would have had to sit down with him and decide. It would have been a tough decision. But from playing on the 21s for like three years and then into the full team, I never got asked once. Yeah. No, nah, that's, that's, that's mad. I always thought the option was maybe there or something, but that's interesting. Um, but then just thinking on that, like, you've now got kind of like the big contract at the club. You're an England international, like local boy scoring goals. Like, give me a taste of like, what is nightlife and what's your social life? Like you just touched on earlier and say you was a party boy. Like, what was that like? You know what? I, I can't complain, you know, like, I just think like back then there was no social media. Do you know what I mean? You got away with a lot more. Yeah. Like, we was going out like... You'd go out on a Tuesday night in Funky Border, London, and there'd be half the Premier League in there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, was, it was like normal to go out on a Tuesday night. Everyone, yeah. had, everyone, everyone had Wednesday off. Do you know what I mean? So it was like back then you could like go out on a Tuesday, get steaming, get yeah. drunk, sober up on a Wednesday. Nando's at the tra Houston train station. Back home <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday train, Friday yeah. train. Are you young? You know what I mean? You don't feel it. You don't feel the hangovers. And, like, everyone was out. Nowadays, like, you can't go out during the week. But we was out Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, wherever the games are on. Like, guaranteed two nights out a week. But that was just at them times, you know, like, especially, like, Birmingham, you know, being one of the main players at Aston Villa, the best team in Birmingham. 100%, yeah. Enjoying partying as well, you know, it was mad, you know, like, everywhere you went, it was like, I don't know, girls upon girls, and like, party. Mad. What, just... <laughs> that must have been mad. <laughs> but it was just like, it was just mad, I can't, I can't even explain to you, because like, and even to, 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 to go out in London, and you get in the, the paparazzi after you, and in my head, I'm thinking like, I know I'm playing Premier League, but I'm just this kid from Birmingham. Like, why are you bothered about me? Go get the Chelsea and the, do you know what I mean? The Arsenal boys. Like, yes. But like, everywhere you come out of, the club, the restaurant, they're chasing you. And I was like, what's going on here, man? Like, yeah. And you nah. say to them, what are you doing? Like, we're keeping these pictures for when you fuck up. That was their, always the lines they say to you. So yeah. they're, they're, they're use them for a different time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. So just manipulating kind of what what the image you have out there is. I mean, so like you might have done something and they'll put a picture of you like running across the road outside the club to get into a cab. Do you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> but, who's, who's the usual victims that you'd go out with from that well, dressing With players, you know. I went out with my boys. I never went out with players. I wanted to like um, sort of separate that and go out with my own friends. Do you know what I mean? Oh. But you'd always... The players were always out. It was through the back door. Do you know what I mean? There were a lot of back doors in the clubs in London in them days. Like, yeah. lads were like, 
out the back door, mate. <laughs> Keep the head down. <laughs> Actually, me on out the back. You're not. You're not. See, you're not seeing me. Yeah. But like, but when I look back now, it's like living that footballer's lifestyle, having a great career, getting the England caps, earning the money. Do you know what I mean? I think like you enjoy when I look it. back, I've got no, yeah, no regrets. Do you know what I mean? I've lived yeah. the dream. Like every boy in Birmingham that's a Villa fan lived yeah. that dream of like enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? Even no. like when I think back now, the teachers and the the other kids at school who used to say, you know, you're not gonna make it. No one makes it at football. Do you know what I mean? And just to like Facts. prove them people wrong. Yeah, and go yeah. all the way, all the way, and even further. Do you know what I mean? Than I would have ever dreamed of. No, hundred percent. Oh. Um. Around that time as well, one of the players that you kind of played with, I think the next season was at the 0-9-10, you kind of had your best tally that year. And um, you ended up getting nominated for the PFA Young Player. And Ashley Young beat you to it. What was your link-up like with him? Because you two looked like you had a, similarly to Carew, you had a link-up on the pitch and off the pitch. But what's yeah. kind of your right. on it? He was like, best player I played with, 1,000%. Yeah. Best player I played with Aston Villa, okay. like... Doing. If you look back now at like videos, what he was doing was a madness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was killing he'd, it. He'd have chalk on his boots. He'd get that ball switched to him, and he's got time to run at you. He was chopping defenders, chopping defenders, and I always knew that like if he had that right time where we could put me in behind, he's going to put me in behind. Um, yeah. We'd had that relationship when I know to leave him and get out of his face, or when I know when to run into his face. Do you know what I mean? We had that relationship yeah, of like. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he's going to put no. it into a channel for me, I'm going to get there. I'm going to hold him. I'm going to look for him. It was almost yeah, like a do you know what I mean? Link. He got me. was like mad. And like, even on the pitch, off the pitch, in the changing room, on the coach, it was always me and him. You know, the jokers. The terrible. Me and him, like, yeah, the terrible, mate. Like, hammering people. I mean, <laughs> like, playing pranks. Winding what? people up. He was he was unbelievable, man. Like unbelievable player. Still how you've seen him evolve, like because as you said there, I remember him like at Watford and at Villa. Like he was a proper crafty winger, skillful, would get you goals. And then to kind of seen him the evolution now, where he's playing at either side of fullback and playing in Italy, kind of. What's what's your kind of thoughts on his development? You know what? Did when you, I was watching, did you ever see that? Well, nah, nah, no. When I see him at United, I'm seeing him like at left back and right back, and he's heady balls. I'm like, this ain't youngy heady. But that shows that like he's gone to Man United. He's got that winning mentality of like, and that mentality of like, I'll play anywhere. If the manager wants me to play left back or right back, I'm playing there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that and that's how like. Look, look at the ages now. Is he 34, 35? And he's, he's at Inter Milan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Still doing it. Yeah. Left wing back, left back, right back, right wing back, in the hole. And that is the position he wants to play the most, is in the hole. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's where he probably play the most. And, like, okay. just he just shows what, what he takes to get to that level that he's got to. Do you know what I mean? That next level, that next step is, like, that mentality of, like, I can play anywhere. I'm not gonna... A lot of players won't have that. And um, one other player you actually played with that I think now there's a lot of buzz around, but Jack Grealish. Like, 
he was yeah. there when you were there as well. And kind of like since then, kind of, how have you seen his game develop? And kind of, what do you think of him? What, how high do you think his ceiling could be? When I see him now, it's sort of like, not similarity to me because we're different players, but you know, like when I was talking to you earlier, like my progression from like 2006 to 2008 to 2009, yeah. 10, yeah. that's seen in him sort of like, He's got that natural talent, but now he's getting the strength. If you looked at him, if you seen him up close, you should yeah. see the size of his quads. <laughs> like this like, six foot. You know what I mean? He's not like some like little kid like he used to be. He's yeah. grown into a man. He understands the position more. And like he's just what he's doing now is that he's getting the assists, he's getting the goals. He's not just looking pretty. Do you know what I mean? On the pitch, he's getting the stats. Because yeah. That's what they say now, don't they? Oh, okay, he's a great player, but has he got the same stats as Madison or Mount? Yeah, he has, and he's got more. Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah, that's, and that's been the big difference into last time when he was in the, when Villa were in the Premier League. It's people are kind of nitpicking at the stats, whereas now you kind of seen him take the championship, step up, mm. come back into the Premier League, and he's stepped up again. But then the question is, is like recently I've been seeing he's linked with like Madrid, Barcelona, mm -hmm. United, and for like seventy-five million fees. Do you think that? he could be playing at that level. Because at Aston Villa, he's kind of like the captain, the youth product, yeah. the number 10. So everything goes through him. But then at one yeah. of these, he might just be another cog in the system. So could he perform to those same levels if he went to a club like that? You know what? First of all, when I, I've said it loads of times. Like, as a Villa fan myself, do you know what I mean? You want your best players to stay. But mm -hmm. if he one day, and I think if he had to go, like someone's it's going to cost someone 80 million. I said this like yeah. six months ago. Like... He's not, no, do you know what I mean? He's like 24, he's had a perfect day. It's going to, it's going to, it's yeah. going to hurt if you, want, if you want him. But I think he could play anywhere. Barcelona, yeah. PSG, anywhere. Like, I said to you, Ashley Young's one of the best players I've played with. But like, Jack Grealish is not far behind. Like, the stuff he does is like, trying to explain to you. Like, you could be the quickest player out there, but he just run past you. You know what them, them gliders, like Iniesta? Yeah, yeah. And he just can't get near him. The way yeah. he's like twisting up in training, he's doing it in games. I mean, if you look at the games this season, he's just running past people, defensive mids, like they're not there. And I think going to a bigger club, he'd have to learn more discipline of staying in position. Because I think now oh. at Villa, because he's the main man, he's going to the left back to get the ball. He's going to the centre half to get the ball. Obviously, yeah. when you go to the clubs, you're going to have to stay in your position. Do you right. know what I mean? If you say, yeah. like the likes of Pep and stuff, they'll be saying he's to stay in this part of the pitch. But he's got the potential to the top, to start every game for England, to be the main man for England, to be the main that, man. At, that's what um, I was going to ask. Because a lot of times you're seeing him kind of mixed in with kind of Madison and Ali, and I, I, I think he would have probably gone this year oh, had the Euro happened. Do you reckon he could be yeah, a mainstay in that England team then? You know what, Madison, Ali, Mount, they're all great players, but there's no, there's no comparison for me yeah. because I'm seeing like. What Jack offers is like all of what they offer, but he offers he can travel the length of the pitch of the ball. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like at that stat, he's got one of the highest out of like the England like number ten places. He just he can get the ball and like he's taking it the length of the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's starting to make the right pass now. He's starting to like take his chances and show that he can shoot. I remember saying to him before, just shoot, you can shoot. Yeah. And this season, he's, starting more, and, like, he's scoring bangers. Do you know what I mean? He's scoring, yeah. like, 
top ball, left foot, right foot. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. for me, he can go as 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 high as he wants to go. He's got the talent, definitely. Nah, that's interesting, definitely. Um, and I, and I kind of agree there. I think he's he's definitely got a high ceiling, but it's just a matter of I think how he takes the next step at the next club. But did, just speaking on kind of him leaving, did you ever consider leaving? Because he's kind of in a similar situation where you were, where he's kind of performing at the peak of his powers at Villa. But yeah, but you, different because, because that, after that old nine ten season, you had your highest uh, tally, yeah. and then season you kind of signed a five year deal. But I think what was it Ashley Young, James Milner, Gareth Barry all kind of went on and had big money moves and kind yeah. of maybe got the wage or whatever. But they went on to win silverware as well. Was there yeah. ever like a jealousy on your side thinking, hmm, maybe I should consider a move? Or was you like Villa all the way through and through? Well, first of all, the difference with that is that Villa have just got into the Premier League again now, haven't they? They've got like yeah. a deep squad, but they're not where we was. We was like four, fifth, six throughout the season, fighting for fourth. So why would I move sidewards? Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? At that time, yeah. I could have went to... Spurs were interested, do you know what I mean? And I um, they spoke to my agent and stuff. But at that time, I was like, me and my agent were like, why am I going to move sideways to Spurs? We're both fighting the top four. It don't make sense. Yeah. But it's different times, isn't it, for Aston Villa at the moment? So it's a different sort of position for him at the moment. For me at that time, I'm playing with these great players. Yeah. Barry, Barry yeah. Young, Downing, Petrov, Carew. Do you know what I mean? At that time, and I think... At that time, the relationship I had with the owner, Randy Lerner, was like basically like everyone else can go, but you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you know them ones like playing to like keep the ship up. You, sort of you thing. was the golden boy. Yeah, being like like you you you're not going nowhere. Okay, if we get thirty million for this player, forty million for this player, okay, we'll take it. But like you're going nowhere. So like, and it was weird at that time. Like I think clubs knew that I wouldn't go anywhere. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like all these clubs and that, but I think everyone knew at that time that like Bon Hall's going nowhere. He's yeah. like Aston Villa. He ain't going nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Villa aren't no dead team. Villa were fighting for fourth, finishing sixth three seasons in a row. You know, like, why am I going to move to the likes of like Arsenal and um, Spurs at the time who were who fighting were for beating nearby? Yeah, yeah, yeah but Makes sense. Um, you look at what was it? Back to back six place finishes, I think it was. Three in a row. Yeah, three in a row was it? And then you had the League Cup final against United. Like, do you think that team kind of reached its full potential at that point? Um, you know what? No, I don't think so. No, I just think we needed a few more players to like help us. I think when we got to that League Cup final, like we'd already lost Barry. Do you know what I mean? Like. We didn't keep the team together for long enough. It was yeah. like, if if I get the right, if I'm the owner, if I get the right amount of money, you're gone. Where yeah. like maybe owner, like let's say the Wolves owner, if someone offers fifty million, you'll probably say no. Get out of here. Your money ain't yeah. nothing to me. Do you know what I mean? That's the, that's the sort of mentality we needed. Of like, you want Barry, you're not having him. You want Milner, you're not having him. You want Young, you're not having him. We're gonna build something to like. Get to the next level, but we were just like a selling club. I think that's what cost us in the end. And I, and I think even like afterwards, did you kind of see the when you saw players kind of coming and leaving? Did you kind of see the decline or the way it was going? Yeah, like every player we lost was a decline. It was like 
you can't when, when you when you when you've got a successful team that like we we were going to like United away, Chelsea away, Spurs, Arsenal away, and like confident of beating them. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Once you start to like dismantle that team and like first to go was Barry, wasn't it? And I That's think like your leader. Do you know what I mean? Our leader, captain, like yeah. like one of the best players in the Premier League is ever going to have. And then to lose like Milner, who was like on fire. Do you know what I mean? He was on fire. Sent him in. Left off move. He was tearing it up at Villa, man. Do you know what I mean, like so, like once you start losing these players, and then like you, they're irreplaceable. It don't matter who you bring in. Like we weren't bringing in the players that were like as good. So yeah. we started. And, do you know what I mean? And that that was the problem at that time. And I think that team that like got to the league final wasn't as good as the team from 2008-2009 where we yeah. had Barry. Do you know what I mean? We had like Martin Larson. Do you know what I mean? He was that was Larson. Larson was like, didn't lose a header, didn't lose a tackle. You had Barry, you had like... Even next Mil- they had like Melberg and then Sorensen behind him. That little Scandinavian trifecta was solid. That, like we were just going to like games and just like confident of like, don't matter where we go, we're going to win, you know? Yeah. And maybe like whenever when all them players look back now, obviously not for the ones that have gone on to win leagues with other clubs, but we should have got into the top four. That was a guaranteed. So we should have won that game against Man United because that Phil Dowdy the early lead as well in that one. You know what I mean? How is that yeah. not a big card? You know what I mean? When you look yeah. back at like when you look back though, like that's football for you, isn't it? But that team was like a good team to play with, a special team. Yeah. And um, after sort of O'Neill left, kind of, do you think um, you had like a revolving door of managers almost every year where it was changing? But I think the first one who came in was kind of Gerard Houllier. Kind mm-hmm. of, what was your relationship with him and kind of like what, what impact did he have on the club? You know what? When, when I look back now, I mean, I remember doing an interview after he, um, when McLeish came in and I sort of hammered Houllier. But maybe that was me throwing my toys at the pram because I wasn't playing. Okay. You know what I mean? Always, yeah. isn't it? If you're going to, like, not play the manager, you're going to throw your toys out of the pram. I played for, like, four seasons under Martin O'Neill. So, like, to then be, like, not playing. But what happened with um, Julio was, like, he come in and changed the formation. He started playing one up front. Yeah. He signed Darren on it. Yeah. Ashley Young wanted to play in the hole, so he got his way, the little fucker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, that team was on the you had like all Brighton coming and playing on the left. So like, I was on the bench and I was thinking like, where am I going to get? Had your best season. Do you know what I mean? Of goals and then he just it came is... high. You know I mean? <laughs> just like so, just like they're highs. They like, I was like, huh? So I'm just sitting on the bench now. I'm sitting on the bench now. And I'm just like, nah. So even in training, I was just like head loss. Like I remember one time. Um, McAllister, he was like, the ones that didn't play, I've got to do some runs. I was yeah. like, I ain't running. I was like, I ain't running. I was like, I run on the pitch on Saturday, but I'm not running. I'm not doing some like mad runs because I'm the one getting pied. Do you know what I mean? Like a punishment sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So like, me and McAllister sort of clashed and then me and Julier sort of clashed because even when I was coming on and scoring, you I was just sort of like angry. No, you're not celebrating. Because you're angry. No, you know, ones, you're like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm still pissed off with you. You know, like, you're not starting me. Like, do you know what I mean? So, like, all that season was, like, off the bench. I'd start, but I scored a few goals as well coming off the bench. But it was just, like, 
what was mad about it as well was because at that that season I signed a five year deal, but you know what that was because why great great agency. Okay, what happened there? Because at that time Ashley Young had said that he's not going to sign um, a deal basically, so like he was going to go at the end of that season. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So my my agent sort of went in and said um. So, like, the chief exec, he said, like, why not bring some good news to the club, some positive news? Martin O'Neill's left. So-and-so's left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's bring yeah, yeah. news. Why not, like, show that you've got Gabby signed up on a long-term contract? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In my favour, my agent sort of, like, saying to them, do that. And then, like, they were like, yeah, you're right. We know Ashley's going to leave. So, like, let's get some good news to Villa fans. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm and like I'm thinking, like I've signed a five-year deal and I'm on the bench. Like, what's going on? Hundred percent. It don't make sense because you've gone from this high of your exactly. best England international new contract, and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden now you've gone to ride on the bench. It just kind of doesn't make sense. Give me like one of the highest-paid contracts at that time. Do you know what I mean? And like I'm thinking, like, so it don't add up. Sure, you're going to give someone a massive contract. Yeah, and pay them like this doesn't make sense, does it? That's what was no. so frustrating at that time. And, and like, at that time during Gerard Houllier, like, I noticed, like, you'd kind of bulked up a little bit as well. Was that an attempt to kind of, like, change your game and, like, add a little bit more? Yeah, because at that time, I'd been pied to, like, change formations. Football had changed. Formations had changed. No one played four four two. Yeah. It was, like, four five one four three three. So, in my head, I thought... Is it me not strong enough to play that holding role of like yeah. one up front? Well, you know what? Let me get in the gym. Let me bulk up. The weights aren't gonna hurt when you go to like holiday. Do you know what I mean? The like the beach body's not gonna hurt if you get like the chest bigger. So yeah, at that time, I was like, why not? Why not like bulk up? And then there's no excuse. Then you can't say to me that I'm getting bullied by defenders on my own. You can't say I'm not winning flick ons. You yeah. can't say I'm not holding up. So that was the main reasoning there of like, you know what, I'm going to bulk up and like, I'm still going to be quicker than every, every defender in the league, yeah. but not as quick as the, the season before, but still quick enough. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be able to... You feel like you've lost a yard of pace in gaining that muscle yeah. as well. 100% because you're going to earn yeah, the, the heavy your muscles are and stuff. You're going to lose a bit of pace, but as it showed, I was still quicker than every defender. So it didn't yeah. really affect me. I could bully defenders more as well. So I was quicker than them and I could bully them more. So, like, I think it helped me for him. Um, yeah, definitely for the good. And then when kind of Alex McLeish came in as well, you kind of had, like, a unique situation in football, I like to think, with um, Stylian Petrov and going through cancer. And kind of what was that like? And how did that kind of, what was the atmosphere like at the club and how did it affect the players at the club? Yeah, it was, it was devastating for everyone. Um, because Stan was always the fittest player, the hardest working trainer, the hardest working player. So we were all thinking, like, how can you get such an awful disease when you're so fit and you're so healthy and you eat right, you live right, like he did? So we yeah. were all confused and, like, upset of, like, wow. Like, do you know what I mean? It was sort of a wake-up yeah. call of, like, like any life, do you know what I mean? And, like, we were just, like, devastated. And I remember... Um, because McLeish was quite... Uh, I, I did like McLeish in a way. 
but he was quite a weak manager, you know, like... Okay. Huh? How do you mean that he was a weak manager? So even, like, the first day we, we come into pre-season, we sat down and, um, you know, the whole squad. Yeah. And he was, like, he was, like, reading up a piece of paper, read, and he was, like, I'm a bit nervous here, lads. This is a big job for me. I'm a bit nervous. Yeah. I remember some players some players at the back were like, oh, we got him here. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I think you <laughs> pretend that you're the main man, even though you might be a bit nervous. You don't tell yeah. the players on the first day of preseason that, like, I'm, do you know what I mean? I'm nervous. So we were like, you know what? We've got him here. Yeah. We've got him. Sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? You're because he's shown his you, sign of weakness almost. And for me, he just took Birmingham City down, the arch rivals, and then you come to Villa. I'm thinking yeah. like Randy, are you... <laughs> like what? What has he like? Has he like poisoned your your like the the interview? Like how dare you give him the Villa? <laughs> you know what I mean, I was like, I was distraught. They were they were yeah. like quiet to the fans were writing at the ground. Like whenever we lost the game, it was like. You'd lost 10-0 when you lost 1-0. Fans were yeah. trying to get on the pitch. Because it's unforgivable. You can't come from Birmingham City as a manager. Just then, like, it's in space of, like, six weeks, you're the manager of Villa. Nah. That's like... Neil but, then, but then you can look at it in a sense of he did get them relegated. So, you know, you might have done you a favour there. Nah, but, like, <laughs> they're those... Um, but at that time, I'm thinking, like, like I wasn't have, I wasn't having him from day from day one. I was like, I'm not having you. Like, do you know what I mean? You're like my enemy still. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But as it went on, you know, we um, I think he like he was all right. And then after the bad thing that happened with Petrov, he was just like he called me into the office and he said, um, who do you think should be captain? And I was like, Richard Dunn, James Collins, you know, like. The centre half, yeah. you know what I mean? I was a bit of like centre half captains, and he was like, "I was thinking you, I was thinking you. What do you think? Do you know what I mean?" So basically, he was asking me wanting to be captain, and I was like, "Yeah, of course." Do you know what I mean? Put that armband on, of course I will. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yes, like the extra responsibility. Do you know what I mean? I was buzzing through it at the time, and like. I remember putting the armband on and thinking, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm like captain now. Do you know what I mean? You gotta like, do you know what I mean? You gotta like rise your performances a bit more. And um, yeah. yeah, I was just captain for the rest of that season. And um, yeah, we stayed up. But McLeish was all right. I just think like, if you do that on your first day, do you know what I mean? Like, how are players gonna respect you? You know? Yeah. You just lose sort of like um, finger manager needs, don't you? No, hundred percent, hundred percent. And um, with Petrov, kind of like how how that was handled. What was your thoughts on that? Kind of like how he was released from the club and everything. So um, so when Petrov like finally like got better, he um, he come back in there preseason on the Di Matteo. But like I remember, like we were doing all the runs in preseason, and like I wasn't a great runner anyway. You know, like them like preseason runs, I weren't yeah. great in them. Bleak but he was with me. Yeah, like I was dead, mate. The first one out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but Pet was next to me. 
and like he was struggling and I said you know what Stan do it for your kids I said do it for your kids you can do this yeah. you can do these and he got through the runs do you know what I mean he didn't drop out of any run he'd done every single run and like I said to, I said to like him afterwards like how you feeling and he was just like okay but I'm struggling but he got through it do you know what I mean he was that determined to make a comeback he got through it and then like Dematel didn't offer him anything. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll hate Dima the rest of my life for that because seriously, any other manager, any bit of heart, any single bit of heart would have given him pay as you play. There's like a month or there's six months. Let's see how you are. Do you know what I mean? But for you to be such so ruthless and heartless to like not even give him a chance to like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, for real. So like, imagine you come back from like that horrific disease. You've got yourself fit. You've lost all this weight. Yeah, like you've lost all this weight that you put on through your treatment. You come back. You've done every run in preseason that the nineteen-year-olds are doing. Yeah, and you can't give me anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I even said to Dima, "Sound like what? What? What are you doing? Like, how can you not? Do you know what I mean? Like, the word, even to this day, like words can't describe me. If I ever send Dima tail or tell him, like." Like, you're a waste, man, from not ever, like, giving him something. Do you know what I mean? You know, like, yeah. stopping someone from, like... Imagine that comeback for a season. Petrov's comeback and, like, he's, that... like, got over Luke and he's come back and he's there playing holding mid, starting attacks off a of Villa in the Championship. Come on. He could have think... done that for, like... Facts, even as a neutral, you... like, I think that was one of the things I think that... a lot of fans are waiting for, kind of, like, to see his recovery and see if he can acclimatise the football again. And then when you saw him getting involved in the training, you thought, yeah, he's nearly there. But for the next thing you know, he'd been let go. Exactly. But this is the problem with managers sometimes. They're scared of people that might be powerful. Yeah. And Stan was, Stan was just not a normal guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's one of my close friends now. But that's what managers are scared of. That's yeah. why he wanted me to be Mateo. He didn't, like, I went through the whole season. Right. Imagine. Imagine going through the whole preseason, fittest you've been for a while, and then a the day before the get the the first game of the season, the manager yeah. calls you in the office. I'm thinking like it's gonna say, you know what, you're playing on the left. He he called me and he's gone. Um, I want you to leave. I was like, huh? Right? Eh? What what are you talking about, mate? I've been here since yeah. I was twelve. Like, leave. Is what I say. I said it to him in the office. I said, mate, you leave. Like, who are you talking to? Like. Do you know what I mean? Because I always spoke my mind with managers and like I fell out with a few managers over it. I was like, what do you mean? Go where? It was like um, Rangers and Reading and um, one year. I was like, mate, I ain't going to Rangers. No disrespect, but I'm not going up to Scotland to play like or Reading. I was like, yeah. I ain't going nowhere. I said to him like, I'll be here longer than you. Is what I said to him in his office. <laughs> up the I, mean, I was like, do you know what I mean? Like, and like, since that thing with Petrov and like him trying to like throw me out, and then he got me into the office with the owner, um, who was like a fraud anyway. But like he was like, you know what, go on loan, you know, show that you really love the club by going on loan and doing well. Yeah, I was like, I'm not no. You talk to him like I'm a 19 year old or yeah. like a 17 year old. Like, listen, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> it, don't talk to me. I'll go and play. I'll go and train with the under 23s. Yeah, yeah. So I had to do a walk, a ten minute walk every day to the under twenty three pitch on my own. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. But I was like, I'll do I, I, I'm seeing you out. I've got like three years left on my contract. I'm not going nowhere, Roberto. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and if you still got time on your contract, though, you're in a position of strength there. Come on, ten, ten games, he's gone. Do you know what I mean? See ya, see ya. So he was definitely not one you got on with. Um, do you know what I mean? But just before he came, you had Tim Sherwood who helped you get to he, an FA Cup final. What was yeah. he like? He was good, man. I liked Tim Sherwood because. Um, he, was, he had that charisma of, like, you know, them London guys, like, you know, like, he had that, that like, cocky swagger. But, like, he was good with it. When he first came in, he changed training. Training was harder. He had his own ideas. He had that buzz. We stayed up. We got to the final of the cup. And then um, what cost us that next season was that he didn't get to choose the players. This is the problem in football. Okay. You've got the, the people up there who... Decide what players you have. Okay. If you're so not a strong like Jose or Pep or what, do you know what I mean? These managers, some of them, they're not picking their players. They're not signing them. So, like, yeah. share with them. You know what? Take them. Director of football or some executive yeah. doing that, basically. So, at that time, we brought in a lot of, like, French players, but a lot of them have gone on to have amazing careers. Do you know what I mean? Like, Idrissa Gay is up by... Very yeah. few, one, yeah. All great players, but at that time, it was like too, too many new players to the league at the wrong at the at the same time. Do you know what I mean? We needed like the likes of Aaron Lennon to come in, Premier League experience, who Sherwood wanted. They're like a mixture. But what the club wanted to do was like get the players over on cheaper money. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? From the French leagues, but it just didn't work. Like it was just didn't work that season. And I remember even at the time, it was like a trend because I remember Newcastle a few years had been doing that as well, signing a lot of talent from the French League and just kind of selling yeah. it for bigger money type of thing. So it almost seemed like a trend. Yeah, that was the idea, but it just didn't like come off for us at the time, you know, I think. But your team that kept us up was pretty good, you would say. Say again? Your relationship with Sherwood was pretty good then because... Uh, when I uh, just doing some digging up, like uh, for the FA Cup final, he didn't start you. Yeah, but you know that what? Was... When I look back, like, they beat Liverpool in the semi final. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how are you going to change a team who wins against Liverpool and then put me in? But what was mad about that was I popped my hamstring against Spurs. I think it was ah. like three weeks before the semi final. And I was racing back to be fit. Begging him to play me, it was like, you're not ready. The physios are saying, you're not ready. I'm like, I'm ready. So I missed out that game because he said, like, I'm not ready with the, with the, with the injury. So then, like, the team done so well that, like, what can I say? I didn't, yeah. speak, to him for a, I didn't speak to him for a day afterwards, but we were called, cool, me and Sherwood. He was a top manager. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Remy Guard coming afterwards as well. What was, what was kind of like your relationship with him, seeing a foreign manager come in for the first time? I <laughs> shake of the head worries me. <laughs> my dad, like, I don't know, man. Like, it was like the opposite of way out the way. Like, I wanted to, like, I don't know. Like, he, apparently, he'd come from the Julio school. Okay, does that make sense? Do Julio or something? I remember one of the players saying to me um, on the first day, they were like, "You think Julio was bad? Wow, you're gonna hate this guy." That was like a quote from one of the players yeah. that knew him already.
He was just, you know what was wrong with him? He was just arrogant to a different level of like, if we're doing a training session now and like the standard's poor, everyone's giving the ball away. If you're a manager, are you going to come in and like stop the session and say, you do this right, you do this right, let's get it going again. He'd stand on the side like that. Yeah, and it just has a negative effect. You know, but like, come and tell us if there's a problem. Like, don't shake your head like a, yeah. a ball teacher on the playground. Do you know what I mean? Like, stand on the opposite side of the pitch, didn't say a word during training, nothing during games. Like, honestly, like, if he can manage in the Premier League, then, like, a lot of people can. I'm telling you. <laughs> you didn't have a lot of ratings for him because he shipped nah. you off your captaincy as well during that season when you lost fighting relegation. And obviously that was more to do with, like, when you'd gone out to Dubai and things like that. But your relationship yeah. with him kind of didn't seem good from the get-go. But what was that kind of like dealing with that, getting stripped from the captaincy of your boyhood club? Well, that wasn't, um, that was my idea to um give the okay. captain yeah it wasn't i wasn't stripped of it it was my okay. idea it was because um obviously because of like getting caught smoking shisha getting caught doing balloons with 60 percent of footballers were doing but it's just about not getting caught in it just yeah. you know, <laughs> like, do it but don't get caught i was got yeah. caught handing the cookie jar so right. like it was my idea to strip myself of the captaincy i thought you know what let me do the right thing, you know, like off the field, I'm not showing the right attitude at like a time where I should have been. So like, I know I was in the wrong at that time, but as I said in an um, interview before, like during that time, I had a lot of off the field problems with yeah. like friends, like so-and-so, do you know what I mean? So like I was in the paper a lot, I had the stress of all that. Then I started like not concentrating during training, putting on weight, from the stress, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sort of let go, sort of thing, because of the stress off the field. Yeah. Then, like, any chance you get to go away, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to buy. Yeah, fuck it, I'm taking it. Uh, and you're not thinking someone's going to take a video from, of you doing shisha at a pool party. Sure, this would yeah. be. That's, That's mad. The, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, did you, yeah. Did you feel like that season then, you maybe lost your love for the game a little bit? I mean, you're fighting relegation for the first time. You're kind of, as you said, going through personal problems. Like, that must have had a little knock-on effect kind of for your love for the game. And, like, what we were talking about earlier, how many seasons are you going to, like, take the best players, take the best players, take the best players, then finally, like, Benteke goes, then Delph goes. It's like... Yeah. Who's, who's going who's to take the stadium? Is the stadium <laughs> going to go? We're going to play, yeah. like... Uh, like at that time, it's like, you can't fight relegation, fight relegation, fight relegation, fight relegation, and then stay up. That happened to Sunderland. If you keep flirting with relegation, you're going to go down sooner or later. And I think yeah. Randy Lerner probably thought, you know what, I'm going to keep cashing in, cashing in, cashing in, cashing in on these players, and I'll stay up, I'll stay up, I'll stay up. Then eventually, do you know what I mean? Stay up. Do you know what I mean? No. It was like, like an investment to owners, isn't it? It was like... Yeah, it's yeah. Keep taking my money out of this investment or whatever, sell these players, but then the team that I've got, it's not good enough to stay up. I mean, we wasn't good enough. <laughs> no, facts. You know? I hear that. Facts, facts. Like, the players have gone on to be special players now, some of them, but at yeah. that time, we weren't good Like, the season, we stayed up with Sherwood and, like, Cleverly was on fire. Um, 
Andy Wyman, bad player. Wyman. Andy Wyman. You had a good link up there at the time. You're letting all these players that have like, do you know what I mean? They've kept us up. And then yeah. like you bring players that aren't proven in the Premier League. You can't. That's why you can't mess about in the Premier League. You can't bring over seven, eight players who aren't proven. You can bring two or three over and mix them with proven players and youth, but you can't just go like, boom, seven players. You can't do that. Nah, facts. And just um, kind of like, oh, with everything happening at the time, there was there seemed to be so much kind of like talk around the club, around yourself, and like, did you ever feel like you had harassment from the media almost? Like, it's something that Carl Walker, I think, and um, Jordan I've even recently touched on, where the papers are just kind of like relentless at footballers and. Did you ever feel that at that time? I did 10 times worse than them guys. 10 times. From day one. From day one, I was like... You know, if you got the like the main boy in the team, in the city, I was like, you know what? They're like, we're on him. He's our target. Do you know what I mean? They'll target certain players who would think, yeah. like, you know what? I'll target him. I think he likes to go out. I'm going to target him. I think he likes women. I'm going to target him. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, me, do you know what I mean? And like, I remember when um, my mom who left me as uh, me and my, my siblings as a two year old, she tried to get in touch when I'd made it basically after leaving when I was two. Okay. And then um, she the story for the papers basically saying that oh, like, wow. oh, there's two stories, blah blah blah. And the papers sent paps to my dad's house that I brought him, got through the gates, and took a picture of him against the door, he's on the phone. So he must have knocked on the door and they're taking pictures of him. And I'm just like, there's nothing that can't do these guys, you know what I mean? There's nothing that can't do. That's what like, when we were about the Carl Walker and the Jordan I, but me was like, they're on me. Yeah. And whenever I messed up, it was like, bam. Do you know what I mean? I remember like, that season that we got relegated, I I was getting messages three days in a row by people walking past um, train stations saying, you're on the front page of the sun, you're on the front page again, you're on the front page, three days in a row. And I'm thinking, like, I'm on the front page out of the whole world. Yeah. Bothered about me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're that bothered about the Hall from Birmingham to put him on the front page of the national paper for three days in a row. Are you that much of, like, a bu- it's like a bullying thing, do you know what I mean? So, like, Probably. I'm getting... Like the media guy at Villa saying the night before, because you always find out the night before. So your heart goes, that stomach, in, your stomach goes, and you're like, oh, shh, you're joking. They found out about They found out about that. They found out about that. And you're like, no. You know, you can't sleep because you know the papers, it's coming out in the paper in the morning. Yeah. And all them stories are about my private life. Do you know what I mean? It's like the dig, dig, dig. And then when you finally like break, then you do something like I did with the shisha and the balloons. Yeah. Then they're on you again. Yeah, 100%. That's what I was going to say, where it kind of just adds up and adds up and adds up, and they're just waiting to target on that. And mentally strong, but it won't be long before football is not. And they yeah. do break and crazy because it's, it's sort of bullying. Do you know what I mean? It's like, nah. okay. Do you know what I mean? No, nah, fact. Like that, that's, it fucks yeah. with your mental well because especially like when your parents can't relax at, at the inside their own home and like they're waiting exactly. like beaches outside like that's the worst thing you need man exactly so they've got they've got no limits of like what they'll do do you know what i mean like just to get a picture of my dad because my mommy left me at three he's trying to say that there's two sides to a story and like yeah. 
hear my siblings, we're like, we don't want to know. Don't come come now because your son's made it as a Premier League footballer. Yeah. And if you live like two minutes from the ground, then all of a sudden you want to like, do you know what I mean? You want to pay that. Yeah. Pass off your son because he's made it. You missed out on 20, 20 years. Like, do you know what I mean? Go back to what you was doing. So I'm not interested. But that make, do you know what I mean? And then yeah. so, like that to them, to them lengths. It's just what the um, the media will do. Did you ever feel like at that time, like Villa fans had maybe turned on you, like with everything going on at your life and maybe fans not being privy to that kind of information? But like, did you ever feel, did you feel the love from the Villa fans or was it like you felt like they'd kind of turned on you at the time? No, I think they definitely turned on me, but it doesn't help what the media say. I remember like my mate, remember Andy Gray? Yeah. He was, he works in um, Bain Sports or something. And like, I remember my mate sending me like the video and he went in on me. He was like, Gabby Bonnehall's been deceiving Villa fans for years. He's a disgrace. I'm like, whoa. Andy, like, don't take it out of me because, like, yeah. just got sent away because of like, how you acted on, like, Sky. I'm thinking, like, when fans see that, they believe that. Do you know what I mean? It's all about what fans see. Do you know what I mean? They don't know what, like, my problems were off the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. that was something that I spoke about really till recently so definitely fans turn but i don't blame them for turning okay do you know what i mean they're seeing it as like villa are getting relegated and i'm out partying enjoying life they just see the surface level type do you know what i mean they're not seeing yeah. the reason behind it people deal uh, with people deal with problems a different way yeah if like success partying and like when all the shit was going down i'll party as well do you know what i mean which i shouldn't have yeah. done it was my way of getting away from all the stress and just like, do you know what I mean? No, I so, hear like, you. I understand, I understand them though, um, being on my back, definitely. And it seems like they love you now, so it all seems well anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the kind of like, towards your kind of end of your career, when you went down to the championship, Steve Bruce came in and he almost gave you like a new lease of life, almost like to try and give you kind of like one final push, kind of what was, what was kind of your time under him like? You know what? When he first come in, Steve Bruce, he was unbelievable. He was just like, you've got too much talent to like to not be involved. Like, what are you doing with the other 23? Don't forget, like, this is the funny thing about, like, when people say that, like, players aren't loyal to clubs and this. I don't blame them because when a club don't want you, the way they treat you, I mean, they set me down to, like, the under 23s. I was walking through the snow, the rain, 10 minutes to train with, like, Sometimes sixteen-year-olds yeah. then walk back. Do you know what I mean? The first team players don't really because you got outcast. Do you know what I mean? And that's how like players get treated. But club don't want them. They'll throw them in the twenty-threes. Do you know what I mean? And I think there should be rules against that. Of yeah. like, you know what? We don't go down with them. Do you know what I mean? Do your own schedule. So obviously, when Bruce come in, I was not. Fit. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't like from being fit before Di Matteo told me he didn't want me. Why am I going to stay fit? Do you know what I mean? September, yeah. October. And, and the mindset. But no, yeah. I'm to train with like under 23 manager or players because I've done that. I mean, I've been doing that before. So I'm just like not fit. So when Bruce came in, he just said, you know what, Gabby, just get fit and like you're back in. So from then, I was just like, bam, three sessions a day. Do you know what I mean? Like I was getting ready for like a fight. I was bam, like yeah. the feet. In. 
the best shape they've been in in like four weeks. Okay. And then they put against Blues um, when I wasn't even meant to be in the squad. I was just there to yeah. like travel yeah. with the team. But he was unreal, Steve Bruce. And like, he was just reminding me a bit of Martin O'Neill. Just, you know, them like old school managers. Like, this manager, been through it all, seen it all. It'll give players a chance to work hard. Yeah. But I was just not the same player. Do you know what I mean? I just knew it. At that time when I come back, I was like, not the same player. Yeah. I just knew it in my... Is that, is that why you know... signed early then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't... I, yeah, I, knew, I knew my time was up. Yeah. Okay. I just knew. You just when you're like a footballer, you could some people... Give... Are... Say again. I said, your body, you just feel like your body couldn't give you what it used to give you, basically. Like, where you had a big pace was a big part of your game. Yeah. And, like, you yeah. can't get to that speed and that level anymore. Uh, pace, it was, you know, it, was, it wasn't me that pay, it was... Pace was part of it, but it was, like, I was used to, like, sprint, stop, run back, sprint, stop, run back. But, like, my body wouldn't do that. It was, like, yeah. after training, I'd felt like I played a game. Do you know, like, like, my body was just, like, battered. Injuries galore, hamstrings, calves. Come back, calf again. I'm just like, you know what? This is enough. And, yeah. like, I had the chances to go down the leagues, but, like, I always said to myself from day one, like, I'm not going down the leagues. There's no disrespect to, like, the other leagues, but having such played at such a high level with Villa, England, I couldn't go down the leagues. Do you know what I mean? What were some of the worst offers you got then? Did you did you get any offers from kind of lower league down or abroad or anything? Yeah, you know what? The abroad ones was never an option. Doesn't matter who it was because I've got okay. like um, I've got kids, so like I will never leave my kids to go and play abroad. Yeah, it will never be an option. I couldn't see because you know they're settled in Birmingham. So like um, yeah, there was there was there was a few from abroad, but some of the ones there was like I remember I was I was in um Portugal preseason time and there was an offer from Rotherham but it was like to come and train it was like yeah. to come and train basically trial and like and my agent phoned me like we just both started laughing he was like you know what <laughs> but you're not the same player you used to be because we got yeah. that relationship he was like the bad press managers don't really want to touch you with the bad press some of them do you know what I mean yeah so you're not going to get as and I was just like, you know what? I've had a good run, great career, done everything, lived a life. I'll walk now. Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll walk now. It's fine with me. I'm not going to be going down to league on a Tuesday night when Barca are playing in the Champions League and getting battered yeah. around, not service, not scoring in 20 games. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going out like that. Like, I'm not going out like that. So for me, it was like, nah. Then, like, the more it went on, the manager of Sweet, no, the manager of Wrexham messaged me on WhatsApp. I'm like, how you get my number? Yeesh. The manager of <laughs> I'm just like, nah. But that, when that happened, that's when I, I called the retirement to make it official because I was like, just so everyone knows, like, I'm not going out like that. Do you know what I mean? I'm off, I'm off limits, yeah. <laughs> but you, my body sort of wasn't the same, mate. So, like, I just knew I was breaking down too much. And sometimes, like, if you had that much mileage from, like, Playing football your whole life, everyone yeah. retires at a certain age, don't they? Do you know what I mean? And maybe no, when I look, say again. No, hundred percent. I agree with that, and and it's yeah. weird. You see a lot of players that will play till forty, till their bodies absolutely crash, and 
you've also got your kind of your life after football to think about. Exactly, and I think what I was lucky as well was like because I've been clever financially. I didn't need to play financially as well. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. If we're in a different position financially, sometimes you've got to play. It's all we know. Do you know what I mean? So, like, when you've got to pay your bills, you need to carry on playing. But if, if you've looked after your money and played at a, a good level where you've earned great money, then it puts you in a better position to retire early. Nah, fair play to you, man. Like, kind of signing out on a high. What was, just on, just on that, what was the most you'd ever earned at Villa anyway? At one point. <laughs> You're going to get me, like, hammered in here. Nah, I, I can't say the amount. <laughs> I can't say the amount, but, like, you know what? Like, I did earn, like, really good money. Do you know what I mean? And when I look back in my, like, my stats and what I did give for the team, do you know what I mean? I look back and I think I deserved every penny, you know? I don't think there was ever um, a time where I think to myself, I didn't deserve that. Do you know what I mean? Maybe the time where I had the off-the-field problems um, when we went down, but... For the rest of the time, I think I like um, justified the um, the wages that I earned. Fair play, fair play. Any ideas to go into? Lastly, just kind of any ideas to go into coaching or management or anything? It's something that I want to do coaching. I'm um, I'm halfway through my um, UEFA A. I've passed my UEFA B already, and I'm halfway through my UEFA A. So the reason why I want to do coaching is just to you know just give something back. You know, like the experiences that I've went through since a kid. If I can yeah. help another kid from Birmingham improve and make it you know what I mean like I'm not not saying I want to go and coach a senior level or anything I like to coach a probably like a lower a lower age help a player jet him into a better player use my experiences to make a 13 year old make his debut at 19 I think the joy that I'd have from do you know what I mean the joy that I'd have from a player would be like better than anything I've done so we'll see. Nah, that's sick, man. And um, lastly, just a couple of quick fire ones, basically. Yeah. Um, what would you say is your highlight or best moment of your career? I think the highlight I'd say was playing for England against Germany. Yeah. I think, um, you know, like I was over the moon to play for Aston Villa and score against Birmingham City and score at Old Trafford and the Emirates. Scored a couple really Stamford Bridge I mean White Art Lane but to play for your country something else and if you look back at all the players in the Premier League that haven't played for England you'd be shocked at how many there is yeah. and just how like hard it is to do do you know what I mean so to, 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 to look back now and to have made three caps and to make my debut against Germany it's like a massive thing for me so that'll be my highlight nah that's big um, you said, I think, the best player you played with was um, Ashley Young and Jack Grealish. But um, who's the hardest player you've played against? You know what? I've, I've answered this a few times. And, like, I think Lendy King, you know. Yeah. He was tough. Like, he was tough. Like, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand are up there and Vincent Company. But, like, I don't know. Like, when Lendy King was fit and I played against him, like, you couldn't get past him. Like he was quick, strong, yeah, good on the ball. He around centre and a half on his day, and I think I, I didn't get the better of him once. I don't think Lendy King. So I'll say Lendy King. He's one of those players. I think everyone always wonders: had he stayed fit and been available, unavailable from the injuries? I mean, 
he could have been a real, real elite, elite player. He's so unfortunate with the injuries. That's, but, that's um, the problem, isn't it? He was fit. He was unbelievable. Yeah. This is a funny one. Um, who did you play against that you thought may have been a little bit overrated? Play against? Yeah. In the comments section, they're saying Murtasaka. They said you had a field day against him. <laughs> that was overrated. Yeah, that you thought going into the game, yeah, this is going to be a tough challenge, but then you just ran riot. You know what? I'll probably say um, Gary Neville, I'm going to say. Yeah? Yeah, because like whenever I played against United, I always targeted his side of the pitch on purpose. So basically, because <laughs> Rio was so good, I'd always like come over a bit more to Neville. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that defence, I was like, you know what? Neville's the one that I'm going to try and like pick on. And he could never handle yeah. that that stop and turn <laughs> and like, let go on the pace. Scene. Like, he couldn't handle it. So I'd say like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully he sees it. I think one of the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's always said he hated playing against some bad pace. So, no, good answer. Listen, man. Hey, I've appreciated you joining me. Uh, yeah, no, it's been good talking to you. Any yeah. final messages or anything you want to pass on? Um, not really. No, just I think like sometimes people don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? Which obviously, when the papers bring out stories, I don't want to put the the little details in. Do you know what I mean? The one I just made the headline. So. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll put a few things straight. Nah, that's weird, yeah, man. That's Listen, it. man, appreciate you for your time, as always. It's been good talking, man. Yeah. All right, bro. Cool, All man. Right, I'll catch you in a bit, man. Bless, man. Well, that's that, then. Listen, that was good, man. Good conversation, good talking points. Um, we'll be back soon. Peace out.